0: it's fox top five the podcast where the hosts always agree to disagree this week on fox top five nancy grace lady justice never gets a break right the investigation goes on comes on to share her list of the top five most shocking crimes here's this week's host nancy grace hi everybody Nancy Grace from Crime Stories here. Welcome to Fox Top 5. Every week on this podcast, Fox hosts, reporters, personalities share their top five on any given topic. You know, being with Crime Stories every single day, finding out the very latest in breaking crime and justice news, I see a lot of crime on Fox Nation We do deep dives into some of the most shocking crimes that come across the airwaves, and we ask the tough questions. We break down the evidence. Right now, I want to share with you my top five shocking crimes. You know, I prosecuted felony crimes for 10 years in inner city Atlanta. Before that, I was a fed. Before that, I worked with a judge. And let me tell you, there are a lot of cases to pick from. But when I look back on all the cases I investigated, prosecuted, covered well over, believe it or not, 10,000 cases, these are some of the cases that really stick with me. Number five. Does the name Tara Grinstead ring a bell? I hope it does. You know, Tara Grinstead was a high school teacher and a beauty queen working on her master's degree. And the night before she disappeared, she had been mentoring young girls and attended a school barbecue for faculty and other people that ran the school. But that Monday morning, Tara didn't show up. The co-workers immediately call police who go to the home where she lived alone. And inside, they find her cell phone and her car still sitting outside. Her purse and her keys were both gone. That started the beginning of a very long investigation. An investigation that left not only the people in the community, but Tara's mother and family heartbroken as the years passed. And that's where I come in. I traveled to the location where Tara went missing down in Irwin County, Georgia, Osceola, Georgia, where there is nothing but green fields as far as the eye can see. And I remember meeting Tara's mother and going into her home. And her home was like a little jewel box on that street. Because when I went in, it was a very small home, but it was perfectly appointed. She had taken Great time and effort. It looked like I walked into a home decorating magazine, but I remember when I got into the bedroom, also neat as a pen, beautifully decorated, I couldn't help but wonder why pearls were strewn across the floor when police got there, like a necklace had broken, and her bed was actually split. As I walked through Tara's home, I realized she was her real neatnik, to put it mildly. Her home meant a lot to her. Her closets were perfectly organized, her shelves organized as well. And I couldn't help but wonder why a woman like Tara Grinstead would drive her car covered in mud. So many things didn't fit for me. Tara, just 30 years old, a history teacher at high school there in Irwin County. And it was only many, many years later that Ryan Alexander Duke and Bo Duke's no relation were prosecuted in her murder. Why, what's the connection? Because one of them had been a student back at Ocilla High many years before, and they went under police radar for so long but before the two were finally brought to justice we now believe that she was likely raped strangled and her body burned her family now left with nothing but memories number four you know another case that sticks in my mind the so-called people's court mom you may have heard that name before but it's a moniker her real name is Michelle Parker, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful on the outside and the inside too. A mom to three children, including little twins, trying to raise them, trying to go back to school, trying to start her own business. So what happened to Michelle Parker? Michelle Parker, uh, a Florida mom, 33 years old, Dropped her children, her twins, off with her ex so she could go to work. Coincidentally, it was that day that an episode of People's Court aired on TV where she, Michelle Parker, and her ex fiance got into an argument, a feud over an engagement ring. She and the ex were on the episode of People's Court arguing over a $5,000 engagement ring it had been recorded before the day she went missing but it aired that day now that's quite a coincidence but for people like me i don't believe in coincidences when it comes to criminal law michelle's black hummer was found abandoned at an apartment complex and what's really interesting about that was she had a advertisement covering the back of her hummer for a tanning procedure that she would come to your home and do. That was one of her side businesses, and it had her phone number. But whoever left that Hummer there in a sea of other parked cars across from a mall at an apartment complex had the wherewithal and knew her well enough to know they had to scrape that big advertisement off the Hummer so it wouldn't be identified. No one has ever been arrested. And the disappearance of this gorgeous brunette beauty, this mom of three, Michelle Parker. Every time I see a court show on TV, I think of Michelle. The Countdown continues after this. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Number three. Then there comes Ellen Greenberg. Oh, my goodness. Her whole life in front of her. Ellen Greenberg, just 27 years old at the time she died, had just sent out save the dates for her upcoming wedding. Ellen, a 27-year-old elementary school teacher, got out of school early that day because of snow. And she took the time, she's such a great teacher and a loving person, to call almost all the parents in her children's class to tell them, hey, they're getting out early today because of a snow day. And she got out early too and made her way home where she lived in an apartment in high-rise with her fiancé, soon-to-be husband. That day, her mom talked to her on the phone and everything seemed normal. The fiancé was home. He said he was gonna go work out and did go to the gym there in the building. But when he got back, he says he couldn't get in, that the apartment was locked on the inside. When the door was finally broken down, Ellen was found inside. What's so shocking is that Ellen Greenberg was stabbed dead over 20 times. Many of the stab wounds were in the back of her neck. One of them was actually to her head. The knife was found plunged into her own chest. She was sitting in the kitchen floor, leaned up, sitting up against a cabinet where she had been making a salad. The blueberries and oranges were still sitting there where she was making a fruit salad. Two clean knives were in the sink. 20 stab wounds, 10 alone were to the back of her neck. One of the stab wounds would have affected brain activity. So how could she have stabbed herself in the chest. After that, I'm sure you will agree with me. There's no way this was a suicide. But that is what a local coroner determined. Number two. Well, I've got to mention Debbie Randall. Debbie Randall was a little nine-year-old girl out of North Georgia who went, as she often did, to the laundromat. It was only basically across the street from her family home on a Sunday evening. She never made it home. She was there with her little friends, and they were all playing with their dolls. Then Debbie went around the laundromat, collecting empty soap containers and trying to get soap left behind to to use again a black vehicle was seen near Debbie, and then she was never seen again. This nine-year-old little girl, Debbie Randall, was found later by volunteers. She had been horribly raped and sodomized and murdered less than half a mile away from her family's apartment in Marietta, Georgia. To this day, the case is unsolved. And it seems to me with all of the advances in DNA technology, this little girl's brutal rape and murder that happened 50 years ago could be solved. When I think of Debbie Randall, I try not to think about her murder but I think about her freckles and her dolls and that she loved to dance and her green eyes and her brown hair and her big smile. A third grade girl. What happened to Debbie Randall from Marietta? Number one. And then then I guess my number one case that I want desperately to solve that has stuck with me for many years now is the case of a little 13-year-old boy, Chucky Mock, out of Warner Robins, Georgia, not too far from where I grew up on a red dirt road in rural Bibb County. Chucky Mock asked his mom that evening as she was washing dishes from supper in the sink, hey mom, can I go to the candy store? Can I go get some candy? Kathy Miller, his mom, tells me, that's one of her life's biggest regrets, that she didn't turn around. She said over her shoulder, sure, hurry back. And off he went on his bike, just a few blocks to um, a convenience store for candy. The next thing Kathy knew, people were banging on her door, chucky has been hurt. She grabbed her other son, Chucky's little brother, by the wrist, and off they went running to the convenience store. As she got there, people pulled her back. She thought he fell off his bike and that he needed her. And like any good mom was trying to fight through the people to get to Chucky, but Chucky didn't fall off the bike. He was shot dead. The candy scattered around him. We believe, based on eyewitness accounts, that at least one white male with dark hair pulled up to to Chucky Mock, I believe, tried to lure him into the car. And when Chucky said no, he shot the little boy on his bike. I believe it was someone that Chucky or his family knew. Otherwise, he could have just hit the gas and taken off. Why did Chucky Mock have to die? Who killed Chucky Mock? There is a $100,000 reward for information on the murder of Chucky Mock. Now, I know some of these cases are cases you may have never heard of, but they're cases that are important to me. The tip line for Chucky's case, 478-478. 542-2085. Five four two, two zero eight five. You know what? <laughs> Lady Justice never gets a break, right? The investigation goes on. Nancy Grace, signing off. Goodbye, friend, and thanks so much for everyone listening. Please subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Let us know your top five. You've been listening to Fox Top Five on the Fox News Podcasts Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. Congressman from South Carolina brings you a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.